Great. Good morning. Great. I'm going to read firstly uh, from 2 Corinthians, um, this morning's passage. So 2 Corinthians uh, 1, uh, 1 to 11. It should be on the screens as well. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all his holy people throughout Achaia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on your, our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Here ends this morning's reading. This morning I'm going to be talking about hope. Um, just a, an introduction, uh, I guess, before I do that. Uh, as Nigel said, my name is Chris Couples. I lead the work of CAP, Christians Against Poverty, um, in Northern Ireland and our teams in Scotland and Wales as well. I'm married to Deborah. We have two uh, young kids, uh, Lydia, who's four, Jacob, who's two. Jacob's in the current phase of life of getting up either before six or at six on the dot every morning. Although today, my wife's day to get up, he got up at seven. <gasps> I'm not at all uh, jealous, but uh, you can pray for me later. Uh, but yeah, love, uh, I travel quite a bit in my role and, and uh, I'm away from home quite a bit, but I love just, yeah, having time as a family. Um, God has really blessed us that we have children and um, it's just a joy. Um, and I do love my mornings with him at 6 a.m. Uh, my journey with Christians Against Poverty started eight years ago when I left a sales job. Um, at that point, really felt called and challenged to step out in faith to um, work as part of my church in East Belfast, Willowfield Church, to set up and run a cap debt center. And what a, a journey it has been for me personally, for us as an organization as we've grown and, and God has expanded this thing. I've worked alongside many, many families and individuals. I've had the privilege of going into homes where poverty has taken over. I've seen people go debt free. I've seen people find employment. I've seen people break free from the addictions that grip and hold their lives in poverty. And best of all, Best of all, I've seen hundreds of people respond and come to know and follow Jesus through this thing of God. Right across Northern Ireland, we at Christians Against Poverty have 43 CAP services, all in partnership with churches like yours, yours being one of them. Lifting people out of debt and poverty, pointing people always towards the hope that is in Jesus. More of what we do a little later on. 
Uh, really, this morning as we share and I share about Christians Against Poverty, I, I, I want to major and focus on that message of hope. But we're also launching and celebrating the launch of your CAP Job Club this morning that Matthew Galt uh, trained in the summer and is going to be running, so I'll unpack that as well later on. I'd like to start by introducing you to Edith. You see her on the screens, who, because of the pressure of debt and uh, the poverty she faced, uh, she was making daily choices between uh, the cost of traveling to work to earn money or turning her heating on. See, debt for Edith snatched away her hope. And at her absolute lowest, she considered suicide. I wonder would you be shocked to know that Edith lives in Bangor. See, right now, across the UK, there's 14 million people, 370,000 people in Northern Ireland, people like Edith, who are living in poverty. Poverty arrives like an illness in the family. Uh, It sets you into fight mode for a battle that is really difficult and hard to win. It drains the life from within you until you have nothing left to give. You have no power to change the situation you find yourselves in. Uh, It grinds you down until any flicker of hope is extinguished. As you'll find out during this time we have, uh, Christians Against Poverty works with churches right across the UK, right across uh, Northern Ireland to connect people whose lives have been devastated by poverty, whether that be debt, unemployment, addiction, dependencies, low income, things that are often outside their control. Uh, I want to ask, kind of what unique ingredient does CAP have that changes thousands of lives and Edith's life, who you'll hear shortly? What do we as the local church across this nation carry? What do you as a local church here in Bangor in the town that you've been placed by God carry. What do we bring of Jesus? We bring hope. Hope. Every single person in our country, in your community, in Bangor, who is struggling with debt, unemployment, or poverty, desperately needs hope to walk into their situation. That's why our core message at CAP is always hope. It permeates everything that we do and believe. As Christians, we are carriers of hope. Jesus is with us. Hope is with us wherever we go. But our clients' hopelessness is real. They can't break themselves out of debt. Uh, They can't break free always from the dependencies they're facing. It's very hard to get back into work when you've been out of work for sometimes over two or three years. They often feel like there's no way out on their own. But in Job 11, verse 18, the Bible tells us that God's promise is that you will be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take rest in safety. I truly believe that the church in all its differences right across our land is the hope of the world. A place of safety because we are the hands and we're the feet of Jesus, the ultimate bringer of hope. I'm going to hopefully show you how our mission at CAP and and the partnership through the church and only ever through the church enables hope to walk into lives where hopelessness has taken grip. Uh, Let's take a quick look, I guess, at our understanding of hope. What does it truly mean? What is that definition? 1 Psalm 43, verse 5, why my soul are you downcast? Why disturbed? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The Greek for the word hope is elpis, which means to anticipate with pleasure and to confidently expect. Confidently expect. The dictionary definition for hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. Uh, 
even though these definitions might seem similar. Uh, there's a difference between what the Bible defines as hope, what we believe as hope truly as followers of Jesus, and what the world defines as hope. I go further to say that we should contrast one another. Uh, the world's hope is rooted in desire, which means the outcome that is hoped for is often uncertain. And our hope, our hope is anchored in Jesus. We place our hope in him with confident expectation. And, and that's what shows up when someone turns up in your compassion center for the drop-in. That's what shows up when someone goes and visits someone in Bangor who's struggling with debt or someone comes along to the job club, the work that you're doing. It's different to anything they've experienced before, but it cuts through the roaring chaos of poverty and it's like a still calm whisper saying, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. It's the hope that uh, maybe we have all experienced at some point in our lives that helps us to keep going when we just want to give up. The same hope in Jesus that gives freedom to those in debt and poverty, to those who are jobless or battling dependencies. God is doing this by using people like you and me. His hands, his feet, by allowing his church, the body of Christ, to stand as the hope of the world. If the world is looking for hope, let that hope be found within us, his church. Let me share a story with you. Um, we're going to watch a video, um, Edith's story, just now. Life was in a very dark place. I had to choose between putting heating on or putting the electricity on, whether I would eat or whether I would put petrol in the car. I didn't open letters. I didn't answer phone calls. It was a place that I never want to see anybody in because it was torture. I got into debt by a series of bad choices. I got sucked into the, you know, a consolidation loan, but it just really got me into a bigger mess. I received a letter threatening to take me to court for an unpaid bill, and I got scared. I took myself off to bed, and I got under the covers, pulled them up over my head, and thought, this is it. I couldn't stop the crying. I just wanted to end my life because it was hell. And that, that's just a scary place to be. Scary, scary place to be. I was in church one morning and there was a lady at the front of the church. She started describing about how people who live in poverty um, choose between heating and food, choose between electricity and petrol, don't open letters, don't open the door. And I thought, I don't know who this woman is, but she, she's talking to me. As I found out then, she was our debt centre manager for CAP. Julie gave me the, the CAP number and said, use that. I kept staring at it thinking, Nah, I can't do that. I can't, I can't admit the mess that I'm in. So a couple of weeks went past and I, I rang the number and I have to say I haven't looked back since. The first visit was quite nerve-wracking. Didn't really know what to expect. Again, there was no judgement made. There was no, why have you done this? Look at the mess you're in. There was nothing like that. They explained what would, what the process would be. And as I say, they, 
they took all my information on board and, and went away with it. I first felt hope when I could see the amount that I owed to people getting smaller. I felt amazing. It felt achievable that I could do this. Because of the state my life was in, my walk with God wasn't just necessarily where it should be. When I was on the discovery break, there was an opportunity to either dedicate or rededicate your life to God. And I knew I had to take it. Um, And yeah, there and then I said, this is me, God. Take me. Take me as I am. Because I I, I just can't do it anymore on my own. And then I, I got the phone call from CAP to say... We're pleased to tell you that, you know, you're, you're now debt free. I cried. It was amazing. It was the best feeling I've ever had. Just to hear somebody say, you are no longer in debt. You owe nobody anything. Was an amazing feeling. Life now, since I became debt free, it's chalk and cheese. Chalk and cheese. I now live my life. I don't exist in my life anymore. I live my life. I enjoy my life. I make the most of my life. Happiness is a word that I never thought I would fully understand and and fully get to grips with what it actually meant. But now I do. Now I, I know what true happiness is. for her and, and you can see that in her face you can see the hope that she now carries from the hopelessness where she was this morning I want to kind of uh, talk about four messages of hope that we at CAP and, and you as a church can carry uh, into people's situations the first of those is the simple message that you're not alone our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our suffering so also you share in our comfort 2 Corinthians 1 7 Some people in their darkest moments honestly believe that they're destined to a life trapped in poverty forever. They feel isolated and hopeless, resigned to their lot in life. I'll be in debt until I die. I'll never be able to stop smoking. I'll never get a job. I have nothing to offer. My life won't amount to anything. When a debt coach smiles, tells a client, no problem is too big, it's the start of bringing hope into that situation. When we take a budget and it gives a realistic amount of money for food and household bills, uh, people often look at us and go, how can you do that? When someone walks into a job club on a Friday morning here for you in your compassion center, and for the first time they're greeted with a smile, that community that Nigel talks about that you as the church are, it lifts and gives hope. They're no longer alone in isolation. Uh, shame and guilt of maybe being unemployed, which you shouldn't be, but often comes with unemployment, is lifted. People realize that we at CAP, the church, we understand that uh, we face sometimes in our lives horrible difficulties, that, uh, that they're going through a, a situation that they can't themselves deal with, and, and that in itself is a huge reassurance. However, the thing that really opens the door to let hope in is that CAP, the church, arrives with confident expectation that the situation can change. It's the hope that we carry that we as followers of Christ only can carry. The firm hope described in that reading at the start, 2 Corinthians verse 7, that every client will have comfort in place of suffering. 
It not only opens the door to hope, it actually flings the door open wide and lets the oxygen-rich breeze of hope flood into clients' lives. They feel safe and supported. They feel part of something bigger than themselves. Hope walks in. Secondly, cops service works. Cap service works. So the poor have hope and injustice shuts its mouth, Job 5 verse 16. For so many of our clients, everything that's happened to them in the past screams failure. Many people will be ripped off by the unscrupulous or they'll be let down by systems that failed them, truly think that there's nothing that can assist uh, that is able to make a difference in their lives. We hear client after client telling us, I'm beyond help. I've tried that. I've, I've tried to sort it out myself. I've gone to them for advice. But we show that there's a truth. And it's so different to what they often believe in that hopelessness. When we teach a, a client in our fresh start session that they have value, that they're not depend, defined by their dependency on cigarettes or gambling, hope walks in. When we show a job club member that there's life experience, the, the work they've done in the past, how they've volunteered, the things that they enjoy uh, is a valuable part of, of showing an employer kind of what they have. And as we sit with somebody and work through how to prepare for an interview or write a CV, hope walks in. When we take the piles of confusing debt paperwork away and we return with a, a, an ordered budget that prioritizes food, when the phone calls stop, when the creditors stop calling and knocking, at the door, hope walks in. Right across the UK, CAP helps over 23,000 people every year through our four frontline services. Our debt help sees those who are utterly desperate find themselves able to feed their family and often their situation uh, is able to kind of feel so much more better within a few weeks. Two and a half thousand people go debt free every single year. It works. We never pay people's debts off for them but we put in place a, a, a system that helps them prioritize those household bills. We take the pressure from creditors away. Every month, there's around three million pounds of debt that is read or, repaid or written off. Last year, through our job clubs, we saw 805 people find uh, paid employment through the CAP job clubs. That's about 42% of the people that are coming along to those job clubs last year, people on average who've been out of work for two and a half years. Our other two services, Fresh Start and CAP Life Skills, helped a further 600 people in 2017. Life Skills equips people to live well when they're walking that tightrope of low income, while Fresh Start helps people who are struggling to find freedom from life-controlling dependencies. See, when we explain to our clients that, that we've helped thousands of people over the last 20 years, over 100,000 by this time, these precious people believe that they're not too far, that, that actually there is a glimmer of hope for them, that this service, if they trust in us and they work with us and the volunteers that are involved, it really can work. It's tested and it's proven. And what they believe to be impossible is now a definite possibility. Hope walks in. Thirdly, we tell people and we carry the message that we believe in you. We believe in you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to give you a hope and a future, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For so many in poverty, uh, for so many people who are struggling to get by, all they've ever heard is that they'll amount to nothing. Once a drinker, always a drinker. Once purring on benefits, always purring on benefits. wonder even have we made those assumptions and judgments on people around us. I know I have. But Jeremiah 29, verse 11 tells us that God has a plan for us to give us a hope and a future. And then Philippians 4, verse 13 tells us the most amazing truth, 
that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We open our services in partnership and only ever in partnership with churches right across the length and breadth of the UK. Hundreds of congregations like yours, some smaller, some bigger, some that will worship differently, but the great thing is we carry the same hope in Jesus however we look on a Sunday. They've stood up and they've declared that they want to be the ones that bring hope into the community in which God has placed them, just as you as a church are doing and have done and will continue to do through all of the projects and and programs that you're launching over this next season through your Compassion Centre. Matthew and the team, and, and I say team, that's you guys, you're going to sign up later on. The team will have an opportunity to get alongside people, tell people you can do this, you can work again, you can find value and purpose and employment Sitting and listen to someone for the first time. Tell someone you're not alone. Offering a cup of tea or coffee or a bun. Tell someone you're not alone. We believe in you. Imagine just for a moment yourself being encouraged that way when, when, when everyone before you has told you you're worthless. The impact on people's spirits is incredible. People begin to change, just like we saw Edith in that video, the way they talk about themselves, their relationships with their partners, their children improve, they smile, they laugh, they look physically different. I've experienced this so many times as I have had the privilege of just drawing alongside somebody through CAP's work. And because of our commitment to keep it always through and only ever with the local church, uh, just as Nigel's talked about, as a church that you seek to create community, it means that we can create and invite people into the community that is the church. A safety net of people. People suddenly have a, a group around them that will stand with them and hold them up when they feel they can't do it on their own. Tell them that God loves them. Hope walks in. And then fourthly, there's the hope of salvation. The most important hope that we as Christians carry. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God my saviour and my hope is in you all day long. Psalm 25. See, no life, no life is beyond Jesus' redeeming power. Do we believe that this morning? I do. No life is beyond Jesus' redeeming power. Our clients may not even believe that God exists. They may have preconceived ideas or, or they've been hurt by the church in the past or Christians no one may have ever sat down with them and told them that there's a God that loves them so much that he sent his son to die for them, that through his resurrection, they can come to life in him. But we do, through the job club on a Friday, through the cap money, through our debt work, through Fresh Start, we carry that message of hope. See, when Christians are living a life that reflects Jesus, people can sense it. When we're non-judgmental, when we're kind, when we're helpful, when we're going the extra mile for people, people feel it. It's tangible. God magnifies all that we bring in order to create hope where there is none because Jesus himself is the ultimate hope carrier. And for over 20 years, 22 years, the work of CAP, we've committed to be the best reflection of who Jesus is, to show that the church, that this church, your church, many others, is relevant to the communities in which we serve. We've constantly grown the number of people that receive that hope that is in Jesus. And as Christians, we play a vital part in showing a a hurting, broken world that God is love, God is forgiveness, God is compassion, God is a God of second chances. As Christians, we not only bring hope, but we leave hope behind so that it doesn't disappoint. 
And that's why over a thousand people every year come to faith in Jesus through the work of CAP. So I've mentioned a few times as a church, uh, you're launching and embarking and partnering with CAP to run this job club. Matthew trained in June. Uh, he's been working behind the scenes to set up and work with others. Um, that's going to run every Friday between half nine and 12 in the Compassion Center in your halls. Um, and if you haven't been in them, which I haven't, but I'm going to afterwards, uh, make sure you go this evening, as Nigel said as well, to go and see that space, see what it is, so you can talk about it to others. And I know that our vision together with you is that this will be a place in Bangor where people can come in and experience that hope that I'm talking about. Hope through a friendly face. Hope through a welcoming conversation. Hope through a cup of tea. Hope as someone listens to their story, maybe for the first time. Hope as someone simply helps them fill out a form for a job application. Hope as they go through the steps to the employment course that gives confidence and skills to help people towards employment. Hope most of all as people hear about the Jesus that can change their life eternally. As I said, Matthew's been trained, and, but he can't do it on his own. This is where you, the church, come in. I've got a sign-up sheet at the back out beside where tea and coffee was earlier. I'd really love a queue. Would that be good, wouldn't it? We need people to get involved. You might not know how you can get involved, but come and talk to us. Come and talk to myself, to Richard, to Matthew today. Speak over the next few weeks to Matthew. We need people to sign up. Hope walks into thousands of lives every year because churches like yours and CAP work in a partnership. But it's only possible as well because we've got a network of 29,000 Christians who've also said yes to playing their part. People who passionately believe that poverty shouldn't be the end point. And to make sure it isn't, they've each committed to make a donation. Just 12 pounds on average every month. We call these people life changers because that's truly what they're doing. And, and I know that there'll be people here, because I met someone earlier who gives regularly to our work. I want to thank you to those of whom do that already. I also want to ask that you would consider giving to the work of CAP, giving a regular monthly donation to support our work. A donation of five pounds means that we can bring hope into someone's life like Edith. 10 pounds, 15 pounds a month, whatever you can give, we will use it for good. We'll use it to make sure that people in isolation and despair and poverty find hope. For some, if you've been really financially blessed, and, and there will be some, maybe you could give 50 pounds or more per month, becoming one of our vision sponsors. We're looking for over 1,000 people across the UK would sign up to give 50 pounds a month towards 1,000 services, one of our aims as a charity. I'm also really excited to say this morning that we have a thing in place called match funding, which means until the end of this year, anybody who signs up to give a regular gift to the work of CAP, that gift will be doubled, doubled for the next 12 months. And we've already had some folks sign up this morning, which has just been so, so encouraging. There's a little um, form on the seat beside you um, that looks a bit like that. Uh, there's some more information about our work, um, Edith's story and others. And on the back of that, you can tick that little box that says, uh, my life changer details. We would like, or I would like to give a life changer donation. However small or big that may be, whatever you can give, we will use it for good. Um, uh, what I would say as well is, um, if you want to keep in touch with our work, you might not be able to give, but you'd like to keep up to date with our work, please just fill in some of those details there, the little red box. We all know about the wonder that is GDPR. Um, we need your permission to keep in touch with you. We would love to do that, whether you can give or not. And then the final, final little thing for me is um, we have two books that we would love to give you today, um, and they are free. There's no obligation to support us. One is 12 Stories, Journeys of Hope, um, a little like Edith's stories of what God is doing in people's lives. The other is our founder, 
brother, John Kirkby, who started the charity and himself was in debt and poverty. Uh, a local church picked him up and cared for him, led him to Jesus, and he started Cap back in 1996. And that's John's story, and we'd love to give those to you as well. So there's different ways, as I said, that you can get involved. Uh, we really do need people to sign up and get involved with the Job Club to support Matthew. This needs you as a church to get behind him and the team here. Um, and I know as well there's other ways to get involved with some of the other projects and programs that you're running. Um, I'd love if you could consider giving a regular gift. I'd love if you just pick up a book and come and chat to us. Um, all of those ways. But let's all of us be hope carriers. Let's carry the hope in every situation, in everything that we do. Let's be a community that carries hope, that hope that is in Jesus. Thank you very much.